in a place known to be the land of saints and scholars, home to Saints Patrick, Bridget, and Columba. There are those that have lived lives of heroic virtue, yet are forgotten by time. These are the stories of Ireland's forgotten treasures, told by Father Gabriel Burke. Hi, everybody, and welcome to uh, Forgotten Treasures. Father Gabriel Burke here from the parish of Blarney in Ireland. And these last few podcasts, we've been looking at Irish-American causes. And when I say Irish-American, I mean people who were born in Ireland or their first generation born American, and they ministered in the United States of America. Today, we have priest with a very common Irish name, Father Patrick Ryan of the Diocese of Knoxville. Father Patrick was born near Nina in County Tipperary. And by the looks of things, his family were evicted from their farm during the famine, 1845. Everybody thinks of the famine as being 1848, but that was the worst year and the last year. It had built up over time from 1845, 46, 47, 48. So it looks as if he's one of those genuine famine people. And they emigrated to New York City, which, of course, is full of Irish people. And then he entered a seminary in 1866 called St. Vincent's College at Cape Girardeau. And he was very good at athletics. And he became well known. And he opted then to serve in what was then the Diocese of Nashville in Tennessee. Now, there's a reason for that. The bishop at the time was a Bishop Feehan. And they also came from just outside Nina. And so the two families knew each other. So he probably thought to himself, well, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. And so he went and stayed in his diocese. He was ordained a priest in 1869, and he was sent to Clarksville and its mission for three years. And he served Clarksville, Cedar Hill, and Edgefield Junction. And he built a church in Gallatin. Then in 1872, he was given a new appointment, and this time was in Chattanooga. And it was after the Civil War, and business was booming in Chattanooga. And it became the fastest growing city in Tennessee, its population doubling between 1870 and 1880. He was appointed to St. Peter and Paul's Church. It had a school in the basement, and it was taught by lay people. But Father Ryan wanted to put it on a more sure footing. And so he invited the Dominican Sisters of St. Cecilia to come and set up a school. And they did. And they opened the school. And they arrived there in 1876. They began what was known then as Notre Dame de Lourdes and is now known as Notre Dame High School or as you Americans would say, Notre Dame. After two years, the school had to be turned into a hospital because yellow fever broke out in Chattanooga. And many people fled, but Father Ryan decided to stay. 
and stick with his people. And he stayed with his good friend, Dr. Jonathan Bachman, who was the Presbyterian minister. And he visited houses not only of Catholics, but of everybody. And he would try and help them as best he could, helping them with menial tasks in the house, like cleaning the house up and things like that. Also helping them spiritually for those who are Catholic, giving them the sacrament of the sick, bringing them Holy Communion. And for all intents and purposes, everybody thought things were going well. And he was so seen going from house to house in the worst affected sections of the city. But then he himself became ill. And the strange thing is that people thought he was getting better. And his doctor had just sent off a telegram to the bishop to say that he had been with Father Ryan that morning and that he was improving. I'm sure by the evening he had died. That maybe a second wave of fever came over him, nobody's sure. And so he has been seen as a martyr for charity. You know, we can be martyred and killed because of hatred of the faith. But in his case, he dies because of love. He didn't want to leave his people without a spiritual father. He wanted to make sure that people had the basics when they were sick. And it is that love and sense of duty that killed him in the end. That's why the Diocese of Knoxville have opened up his cause for canonization. There's a lot, if you want to know more about Father, there's YouTube. If you go onto the page for the Basilica of St. Peter and Paul in Knoxville, and if you look up a few other websites, you'll find a lot about him. It's a fantastic story. The one who gave him the last rites and gave him Holy Communion while he was dying was his younger brother, who was also a priest. And he looked after him in his need. I suppose the nearest we've had to the dreaded yellow fever was COVID. And what's so disheartening about COVID is so many people died without loved ones beside them. You know, I, as a student, was sent into Mountjoy Prison in Dublin in 1991 to serve as a year as a chaplain. But it was also at the time when AIDS had come to Ireland. And at that time, of course, there was no retroviral drugs. There was nothing, nobody knew anything about it. In other countries, it was seen as the gay plague. But in Ireland, actually, most of the cases were not gay, but drug addicts, intravenous drug addicts. And in the prison, they had a system that if you were diagnosed with HIV, you were sent to another part of the prison, which became a prison within the prison. But what struck me was how dreadful the disease was. I was only 22, 23 at the time. And there were a lot of guys my age with the disease. And, oh, they were so old looking. You know, especially at the end of their time. They were just so skinny. They looked like men of 93 or 103 rather than 23. 
but there was no help for them. Everybody was afraid. You know, I remember poor an old woman who had to look after her son. They sent him home from prison to die. And she had nobody to help. And she'd have to give him a bed bath. And she'd have to bring up a potty to him. For... And then in the end, you know, they just put him into a body bag. We're so afraid of catching the disease. And, you know, it was a very distressing time. And all that came back to me at the beginning of COVID. Where, again, you know, people were put into body bags and people were afraid to touch people and people were afraid to do anything like that. And, you know, all the people need, I'm always saying this, is somebody to chat to and somebody to hold their hand. They're the two most beautiful things. It's one of the reasons why atheists don't understand Mother Teresa. They think she should have put millions into this one big hospital. They forget what she was trying to do. She was trying to let people feel loved before they died. And that's what Father Ryan did in Chattanooga. He let people know they were loved. He brought God's love into their houses. In little ways. Cleaning the kitchen. In big ways, through the anointing, and bring them Holy Communion. But in a world that's torn by hatred, and in a world that seems so hell-bent on destroying itself, and destroying each other, we need that love. We need it now more than ever. Mother Teresa once said that the greatest illness in the West was loneliness. Too many people die by themselves. Too many people are found dead at home. Maybe a day, maybe a week. In one case, we had one here in Ireland that they were dead for about three years. Nobody knew, nobody knew them. They were people who had moved into the area and nobody knew them. It's time to be like Father Ryan, to look out for our neighbors. To say hi, you don't have to do anything major. Wouldn't it be nice in the morning to come out of your door and somebody smiles at you? Good morning. Isn't that a beautiful thing? And you've set them up for the rest of the day because they're going to be walking down the street and they're going to smile at other people and they're going to say, hi, how are you? I was once, you know, I, I served as a student in parishes in London. London's quite peculiar in, in England because nobody talks to each other. You're on the tube, the metro system, and you're reading your newspaper for fear of God that somebody would talk to you. But I remember visiting outside of London to a place called Doking. And I was walking down the street and everybody goes, hello, how are you? And it was wonderful, so refreshing from the London. I found the same in Boston. As a student, I worked in Boston for a year and I would go on the, the tram 
And again, you would, didn't talk to anybody. You kept your head down. And I thought, this is terrible because I'm Irish. I've got to talk. And I've got to say hello to the person next to me. Let's do it. People think you're mad. Let them. I'd rather be seen as a fool for Christ than to allow the place to go into nobody's talking to each other. Look after your neighbours, especially the elder ones. When things happen like COVID and we're going to get more of them, be ready to help. Even if you have to wrap up in plastic, be ready to help to bring meals on wheels to people, to call to people, to ask, do you need to do shopping? Don't be afraid. Because what you're doing is showing God's love to the world. You and me, we're God's children. We're full of God's love. And we need to show it to those around us. So Father Ryan is a great example for that for you and for me. Pray to him. Ask him for the courage to give a neighbour a smile. And may Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The preceding program was a Spirit of Truth Radio Arts original production in partnership with Salt and Light Catholic Radio. To find out more about Spirit of Truth Radio Arts, go to their website at www.castingthe.net.